Hello again. Um, in this uh, podcast, what I thought I'd do is share a story. So uh, if you've been listening to the series, I've covered uh, quite a lot of ground in um, different things that I've done over the years. And uh, the last couple have really focused much more on um, some of the technical side of photography. Um, really the last four, <laughs> um, looking at that. So um, I wanted to get back to storytelling, really, and I thought I'd share an experience with you that I had when I was um, volunteering in um, uh, Zimbabwe near Victoria Falls, and uh, that was an amazing project, the Nakavango Conservation Programme. Unfortunately, a couple of the people who were running the programme uh, when I was there are no longer there because of uh, covid and um, to me, that's a real shame. In fact, I'm not sure there might be more who uh, are not there anymore. But um, nonetheless, it was an amazing um, place to go visit. I learned a huge amount about conservation. And um, I think I've shared that in um, an earlier podcast where I spoke about the Nakavango Conservation Program. And I might put that one back up again um, soon because I don't think it's available as I record this. And... Um, I just wanted to share what happened when things went slightly wrong <laughs> for us. So um, I was in a four-wheel drive with a few other people and we'd headed off and um, basically the reserve that we were in, it's a private game reserve and because um, of some of the animals they have there, there's um, a fence around the reserve and that's electrified to stop poachers because poachers are a major problem. And in fact, there's even... Um, an anti-poacher squad there based at the reserve and uh, great guys actually very very nice guys but they put their lives on the line um, every time they go out and so it, it's a very serious concern these guys even have their own little area well away from where the tourists go where they have a, a little gym and things like that that they can uh, use to stay fit so anyway on this particular afternoon um, we um, were out. This was the group of us who'd been with the program a little bit longer. The the people who just joined were actually uh, on a trip down to Victoria Falls to go and have a look at the falls. That's something that was organised uh, by the people running the volunteer program. So we were out. We were looking at wildlife, and the reserve itself is split down the middle by um, a river, and it's a small river that um, I believe runs into the Zambezi. So it's a tributary of the Zambezi, and Basically, where we were living <laughs> was on one side and there were three different bridges, um, a couple of more regular uh, sort of bridges in terms of um, being, uh, being um, sort of, uh, they're, they're not really um, regular bridge, bridges, I guess. They're more sort of floating things. So they're semi-submerged at times, um, but you normally run over the top of them. Well, um, we had three of those. There were two that we used most often. And um, we'd been near one of these particular bridges where we decided when we decided to go across because we'd seen a group of giraffe and they were doing their thing and wandering off and I got some photographs of them. And then we'd headed back up the, the track, still remaining on the other side of the river to um, where we uh, lived, where the, the lodge was that we were in. Uh, well, it's not a lodge, it's more like servants' quarters, or it was, but it's now used by the volunteer program. So, our quarters, if you like, where they were. And um, we'd found some um, soldier ants. So, that was really interesting to just watching them do their thing. Um, and um, we sort of stayed with them for a little while. 
Now, what I had noticed as we'd driven over this particular bridge to go onto the side of the the other side of the river, and remember that I'd been over this bridge quite a few times, as we all had, um, who'd, who'd been in the program a few weeks, it just seemed to me that the water level was very low, much lower than normal as we went over the bridge. Anyway, I didn't think any more of it. I was having a great time photographing the animals, having a look at what was around. And then um, we decided to go back. And um, that <laughs> when we got back to our crossing point, it was absolutely flooded. The whole river was in flood. And I'm not talking a little flood here. It was quite high. It was over the um, level of the bridge. The water was running very fast. There were a lot of bits of trees and things coming down the river. So there'd been a huge amount of force driving the water. And what had happened was that upstream, there were actually a couple of dams. Now, I'd been to one of these dams the previous week, and it was like the water was way away from it. It was just a long way from the top of the dam. We'd even been camping on that si- on the, the other side of the dam from where I was at that particular point in time. We'd been camping there next to the river or in you know, a little way back. You don't camp next to rivers. It's not a good idea because you tend to get predators and things. Um, but we were a little way back, but basically on the, uh, you know, sort of flat ground near the river. Excuse me. And it was great, but that was now completely submerged. And we basically couldn't get across the bridge because... Um, it was the water was far too deep, and the four wheel drive wouldn't have been able to handle that amount of water. So we, we quickly shot downstream because there was another river, another bridge further down. Um, unfortunately, that one was as impassable as the first one, and um, that was kind of it. So <laughs> we had to go. We went back up to where the first bridge was and went a little bit further. And there was an area where we'd been removing some of the um, sort of alien vegetation that they didn't want there. But there was also a little area for the people at this very expensive hotel that was also part of the reserve. And um, in fact, some of the hotel staff had been setting up this um, buffet with champagne and all this other stuff in um, a, a sort of open building next to the river. And they were kind of watching the river, which was now um, getting higher and higher. And we kind of parked up down there and we were looking and the guys who, and I, I will say that the guys from the program really looked after us and made sure we were okay because they were on the radios um, getting in touch with um, people to let them know what was going on and to figure out what to do. Um, however, after a while we were told just be careful about being in the water because of crocodiles coming down river. Now, um, so this is me talking. <laughs> My experience with crocodiles is that they're kind of okay, but I mean, I'd never get, I mean, you always respect animals. Um, hippos are much more dangerous. They're much more aggressive. I, my experience of crocodiles is that they're generally not so aggressive, but like any hunter, they'll go after anything that's an opportunistic kill. So that would potentially put us on the menu. So um, basically what happened, we were there for quite a while and I sort of shot a bit of video um, of, of what was going on. And there was one area um, where we could, there was an old gate basically that went out of the reserve and um, it was possible to turn off the electricity to that. Excuse me, just having a slurp there. And that was one option for us to get through. And there was another group, another four-wheel drive, a Land Rover came around from um, the hotel and they were, um, 
you know, getting getting stuff out. So their car was reasonably full, though. So we followed them to this particular gate. They um, the problem was though that when we looked at what was on the other side of the gate, that whole area had been flooded, and even in four wheel drives, the, with the weight we had, uh, we re- really thought that that wasn't a good idea to attempt to uh, get the the four wheel drives through there because it was it was just too wet, too boggy, and um, we could have easily got into uh, a bit of a bit of trouble. So. Um, Essentially, it took us, I think it was around another two hours. So it was quite a long time. We were, um, um, you know, sat waiting to get out. And they, we found another part of the fence uh, where the guys came down and they turned the power off and basically cut the fence to let us out. Um, we had, we were, we followed this other Land Rover basically uh, through the hole in the, the fence. And then the guys who'd opened the fence were then closing it. Now, um, so we then followed the Land Rover. That was sort of getting out and off he went. Then the guy who was looking after us said, has anyone picked up the couple of guys from the hotel who were putting all this um, this gear together? And another car had gone out, but they'd lost us. And they, weren't, they, they didn't actually know exactly where the hole in the fence was. So basically we had to turn around, go back, and sit there with our, light, our lights on so that they could see us so by now it's dark. And then they managed to find us and we all, all got out. Now, the guys who were mending the fence, what we found out later was that as they were putting everything together and then disappearing off, they saw um, a leopard, which... Now, I've got to say, I've, <clears throat> I've seen leopards a few times, but they're almost always up in... Well, in fact, every time I've seen them, I think they have been up in trees. So what you tend to see is a paw or a tail hanging down out of a tree and not much else. Or if you're lucky, you just get an angle where you can see its face. But I've not seen one, I think, at all when I've been in Africa actually walking about. So that's um, a photograph I definitely want to get. So on the one hand, it was nice that the leopard was there. On the other hand, it was sort of irritating that I didn't get to see it. But having said that, while we were waiting, um, it was all all pretty dark. So um, that that was essentially the story. We, We ended up having to drive around to the town of... Uh, Victoria or near the town of Victoria Falls and then come back up to where we were staying but the the purpose of really sharing this is that just to say that sometimes things don't quite go according to plan and first of all I would say make sure that whoever you go with when you do these trips I always recommend um, going with somebody who knows the area a local guide or go with an organization which is what I was doing with the the Nakamango Conservation Program go with a group that know what they're doing and most of the time things will go more or less as you expect but always be prepared for something unusual to happen and when it does just don't panic um we we were pretty good actually except for one guy who kept complaining he was hungry for about two hours (laughs) but um yeah it would just be aware that things can go wrong and you know just enjoy the experience really it's all a little bit of an adventure it's something unusual that um, uh, can happen from time to time so that was an experience with the game reserve but it was um, quite interesting being cut off from our normal routes back and in fact over the following days um, the main bridge we used was usable again because it was um, it, it actually withstood withstood the damage and you could drive it but another bridge that we regularly use downriver was um, partially uh, destroyed so 
Um, it was a, basically formed of a central concrete um, piece that went across the river with areas for the water to drain through underneath it. But at either end, it was made up of rock, um, you know, rocks that had just been piled in, and but they got washed away. So there was a, a lot of force in the um, the river when it was in flood. So that's, I, I guess, another point. Uh, if you are on your own, just be very careful of water. Water is very powerful, and again, don't underestimate it. And you really also, you, you really need to have a good idea of how deep the water is before you go in it. Um, otherwise you can get yourself into all sorts of trouble particularly if you don't have a backup vehicle or any anything else to um, anybody else around who can potentially pull you out of trouble so um yeah that was i guess the experience of being trapped in a game reserve it was um it, it was interesting i mean it, it, it was good looking out for crocodiles <laughs> looking out for unusual things that i hadn't planned to see um uh, while we were there and um then just waiting while the guys figured out worked out how to best get us out of the reserve but um there you go small story small um i suppose it's a behind the scenes that uh, um as i say things can occasionally not go as planned so hopefully that's interesting it's um when if you do volunteer or you go on one of these um safari programs as i say as i've said um most of the time they go pretty much as planned but every now and again uh, you might have something interesting happen. I do remember uh, being in a four-wheel drive in the neck of the Ngorongoro crater, I should say, in Tanzania. And um, the guy driving the four-wheel drive decided to do a three-point turn on the track and got himself stuck. So that was quite interesting, <laughs> uh, thinking about Because we were there for a little while while he figured it out and managed to get the vehicle going again eventually. But I think he'd been uh, trying to show off to the lady in the four-wheel drive and uh, it didn't end quite as well as he would have hoped um, and um, that, that was quite interesting getting out of that one we only just got out of the crater before they closed it because it's actually a um, it's gated it's uh, closed at night and they close it around sunset um, they having said that they do know they do count the vehicles in and count them back out again so they do know if a vehicle is down there that shouldn't be uh, but even so we were delayed a while while he was um, getting going and um we were one of the last vehicles out on that particular day so you never know okay i'm gonna stop rambling i as i say hope you've found them interesting it's just another little story stories from the bush <laughs> um enjoy photography have a great day hopefully you've got some trips planned or you're inspired maybe to look at maybe look at volunteering doing a volunteer program um i do recommend them um, most of the volunteer programs i've done have been very good and um, uh, as I say, you can learn a huge amount by going into those programs. So bye for now, and I'll um, speak to you in the next podcast. Bye now. Just before I go, I want to let you know that there's a couple of ways you can support me if you feel so inclined. Uh, with the podcast, Buzzsprout, which is the, um, the platform I use for all of my podcasts, they have a subscription model. So if you feel that you would like to subscribe, a few dollars, a few euros, whatever, um, to the podcast, that would be much appreciated. The other option is my Patreon membership. So if you'd like to become a patron, and that starts at the price of a cup of coffee every month, you'll get access to exclusive material, behind-the-scenes material, photography tips, all this kind of stuff, depending on which tier you're at. So 
There is some information available through my website and um, also on the, uh, uh, the written text to go with this podcast. So if you choose either one, thank you so much in advance. And whether or not you do, I hope you uh, continue to enjoy the podcasts and let other people know about them. Thank you very much. Bye for now. Thank you.